Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and I am broadcasting from lovely Escazú, Costa Rica, on Sunday, July 10th in the year 2022. And I just want to say shout out to a friend who's got a birthday today. Happy birthday. And a Cancerian friend. And uh, yeah, we are well into the sign of cancer. In fact, we are at 18 and a half degrees of the sun, which means we are more than halfway through the sign of cancer, which means we're headed towards Leo. Can you believe it already? And it is uh, an interesting, an interesting time. So we are having a full moon this week, and I want to talk about this full moon because the full moon occurs on Wednesday, and this is an interesting full moon because you now remember what we always tell you, the sun is in the sign it's in, you know, the sun sign that we're in right now, which is Cancer, and that means the moon is in the opposite sign, which is Capricorn. So if the sun is at 18 Cancer right now, and we are moving towards a full moon on Wednesday, the 13th, then that means we've got a few degrees more. If the sun moves approximately a degree a day, we have a few days more until we get to that full moon. And it will occur at 2.38 p.m. on Wednesday, the 13th, and that is Eastern time. And the moon will be in Capricorn and the sun will be in Cancer. But the moon is at a particularly interesting place in Capricorn, namely 21 degrees, 21 minutes, 21-21. Now, if you remember two years ago, this was a hot point. So it was about 22 degrees, more than 21 degrees, but it's close enough where our COVID cluster was contained. <laughs> Remember, we had three planets back and forth over those points. This point of 21, 22 degrees Capricorn back in 2020. So when I saw that, you know, it, the full moon is close to Pluto, but not really close to Pluto. Like Pluto's now at 27 and that's where it's going to be on Wednesday. It's not going to move that far away from 27 degrees and the sun won't oppose Pluto for several days after that yet. Okay. Um, you know, it's more towards the end that the sun will, you know, that's not going to be till that'll be next week's podcast. We talk about that, but this week we get to talk about 21 degrees of Capricorn. And that is a very, interesting, interesting degree because we had so much, so much going on with Saturn there, with Jupiter there, with Pluto there, and Saturn and Pluto met at 22 in January of 2020. So all the twos, you know, the 2020, 2022, 20, 22 degrees, we're going to have something at 21 degrees. So this is what a, a trigger. This is an astrological trigger. Now, back in 2019, remember 2019? Back back when the world was different, back night and day, back when the world was different in 2019, there was a time in the middle of the year, for uh, most of the year, in fact, where the moon would go into the sign of Capricorn once a month and be occulting Saturn and Pluto. So, there were things going on behind closed doors, information, situations that we were not privy to. And maybe that was going on in your life. But those planets were 
occulted by the moon. And at the time I was saying, well, you know, this is a highly transformational time. Now, Saturn and Pluto weren't exactly together yet. They did not exactly conjunct until January of 2020. But in 2019, they were very close. And, you know, like I always say, if you have a baby and they have that birthday, that's a conjunction. So, you know, you consider it a conjunction. And so we've got this situation back in 2019 where the moon was occulting Saturn and Pluto and we're not having an occultation now but the occultation at the time was I remember I would say things like hey where's my transformation what's happening to my big transformation I don't see it I don't feel it or you know that's often the time when with the moon would occult Saturn and Pluto, and we wouldn't be necessarily in touch with the forces of change. But the forces of change came down the pike in January, February, March of 2020. So, so we didn't really have to worry about them. Um, in any event, this is a particularly significant full moon because it's bringing back the memories of 2020. And perhaps a little bit of 2019 when, you know, Pluto would have been at 21 and then, and Saturn would have been at 21 and then they met up at 22. But there was that occultation when the moon went into Capricorn every month. And that moon in Capricorn now, I think we're going to get some information. It's a busy day. When I look at Wednesday, the 13th of July, I see, and that's the day before Bastille Day in France, um, I see you know, things happening with the moon. The moon in Capricorn squares Chiron at 6.52 a.m. Eastern time. Then the moon in Capricorn opposes Mercury, which we know is in Cancer because it went in last week at 8 a.m. Eastern time. And then the moon trines Uranus. So the moon is just walking its way through Capricorn. And and then we have the full moon at 2.38 p.m. And then, the you know, the moon in conjuncts Venus and sextiles Neptune and then finally conjuncts Pluto, finally conjuncts Pluto and goes void um, at 12.17 a.m. Eastern Time on Thursday morning, or if you're in the Pacific Time Zone, 9.17 p.m., or, you know, a different time, if you're in a different time zone, like, you know, if you're in Europe, you will have it uh, make that conjunction on Thursday. And... So it makes the conjunction to Pluto well after the full moon because it's like six degrees apart. Um, I expect there to be some sort of COVID memory at that point. It's got to be because it was such a powerful degree, such a powerful point. So much happened there. And it was Jupiter back and forth and Saturn back and forth and, and Pluto back and forth. And um, Pl Saturn didn't go back and forth that far because it went, in, remember, it went into Aquarius and then came back into Capricorn. It didn't go way back to the 22 that it had met Pluto. But it was there as it conjunct Pluto. And they were together December, January 2020. And then December 2019, January 2020. And then um, Jupiter, of course. Jupiter did not journey into Aquarius yet. It stayed at 24. Remember, it was back and forth with Pluto at 24 degrees. So these are all very close to that 21-degree moon that we have this week. So this will bring up stories maybe from back then. You may see it in the newspaper. 
online. You may see it in your life. You may hear from someone you haven't heard from since 2020. You may come across a person you haven't seen in a while who tells you a story. Oh, this is what was going on in my life then. You may have a friend who you haven't talked to in a while and you say, hey, what happened? And they say, oh, this is what happened. Or you may have someone have a hiccup in their life that relates back to 2020. This is something very interesting. Very interesting. Um, so I would stay very alert on Wednesday. I would tell everyone to be sure that you stay alert and that you have an awareness and look for it. Don't fabricate it, of course. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But I think we're all going to hear a 2020 story. And, you know, it could be from anywhere, anything, anybody. It could be whatever happened to you in 2020. It could be whatever happened to a friend. You guys might say, yeah, remember that? And I remember I was doing this then. And we tried to go on vacation and it was stopped. Whatever. Remember that this is a lightning bolt reminder. <laughs> that word just came to me. I'm like, okay, I'll take that word. Lightning bolt reminder of 2020. Let's just see what happens. The flavor, it's not 2020 again. So this is what we would call a recurrence. It's actually a triggering point because Saturn and Pluto are not coming back together again. It's just that the moon is at that point. Now, they are going to be um, the moon and the sun. They're going to be hanging out in the air. And, and you know, you might want to go back to July of 2020 because the sun will always hit 21 degrees of cancer in July and then 22. So that would have been opposing the point. And things were really rocking at that point. Everybody was in like, you know, shutdown mode. And we were all wondering what was going to happen next. And plenty of people were very um, emotional about that. Lots of different emotions about those things. And it was discomforting, you know. What happened? And we all know what happened for us. Obviously, we all know what happened for us. But there may be something that we're zeroing in on on Wednesday that comes back as a reminder or comes back as a flavor. I say flavor because it's not 2020 again. It's not those events, but it, we've moved past them. But there's still stuff hanging in the air around them, those events. So let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Um, you know, when we, when we get to Wednesday and when we get, and it doesn't have to exactly happen, it could be happening when it revs up on Tuesday or it could happen when it, the moon hits Pluto that evening, early the next morning. It could, be hitting, it could be hitting our lives then. So you might see something, we may hear something in the news that might be very big, or it may be something that you experience in your life. Chances are you're going to experience something in your life that you hear from someone or you hear about something or someone reminisces or, oh yeah, that was when that happened. Or you may run into something that brings it all back again. So just keep your eyes wide open and your ears peaked and listen and watch and see what happens. And I'll probably be talking about this on Instagram on Wednesday. So, you know, you can always message me there like, hey, yeah, that happened. And guess what? Today, this happened. So, yeah, big, big, interesting full moon. I don't think it's going to pass unannounced. I don't think we're going to get to a full moon. And be, oh, yeah, it's 21 Capricorn. Oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, it was a full moon. Something, something will surface. 
Lots of other things going on this week. So, yeah, as you know, Mercury is whizzing through the sign of Cancer, and uh, the moon will oppose it uh, at 7.59 a.m., 8 a.m. on Wednesday, Eastern Time. And Mercury will then speak nicely to Uranus at 8.17 p.m. And we know Uranus, we know where Uranus is. There's no question where Uranus is, 18 degrees of Taurus. And so Mercury at 18 degrees of Cancer will make a sextile to Uranus. So there's lots of information passing that day and lots of other different interesting things. Venus is in Gemini and Venus will be trining Saturn in Aquarius. So, and that'll be 1228 AM on, uh, Wednesday in Eastern time. So there's a lot of aspects. Wednesday's a, a kind of a busy aspect day. The moon is very busy in Capricorn, as I told you, and Mercury is busy with Uranus, busy with um, Chiron as well. Mercury will square Chiron, which is in Aries, at 12.08 a.m. Eastern time. So, and then like a, 20 minutes later, Venus will make that trying to Saturn. So this is, there's lots of activity, lots and lots and lots of activity. And I expect Wednesday to be very, like, informative, busy, a little zany, a lot of a lot of information flying, and maybe some emotions too. So that's part of it. Then we have uh, Thursday the fourteenth, Bastille Day. Um, Venus is in Cancer, squaring Neptune, and that's interesting because Venus is squaring Neptune now. And if you're in Pacific time zone, it's going to happen later on Wednesday night. Venus squaring Neptune is an interesting dynamic because Venus is in Gemini, which is a talkative, informative, informing, collecting information kind of sign. And then it's making the square to Neptune in Pisces, and Neptune does not want information. Neptune wants sensing and feeling. Now, Venus is a feeling planet in a thinking sign. So this is about the brain and the heart. And so, you know, brain-heart coherence is a big thing. We want our brain and our heart in coherence because when we have that coherence, we can get into a state of bliss. And if you can do a meditation that day, Thursday, to bring brain and heart into coherence, and that's that's a lot of those Joe Dispenza meditations that I do, they do that. They bring the brain and the heart into coherence, and that's that's what he's looking for whenever you go to one of his retreats, and he talks about it a lot. I've not been to a retreat, but they're, they're doing meditations to get the people into brain and heart coherence, because then you can have this incredible blissful state, and, and you are calm, and you are having a you could have a mystical experience. And Neptune in Pisces is a mystical experience, but it can be a very conscious mystical experience when ne when Neptune and Venus are in this relationship to each other. It's a very dynamic aspect. Squares are always dynamic. They're a little edgy. Now, on the everyday life, if it's not about sitting down, meditating, and having a mystical experience, it could be you get information that is suspect, you know, Neptune's a little suspect, a little dodgy. Um, you might be uh, in a relationship where you are seeking the truth and you're not getting the truth, or maybe the truth comes out and you weren't expecting this kind of truth. So that's something too. Then there's, you know, the whole Venus-Neptune vibe, regardless of sign, they are a little 
bit suspect when we get into relationships with people. We can be in a state where um, our relationships are, um, you know, questionable or, or someone's not telling you the truth or you fall for someone and it's all fluff. It's not the real deal. Um, you go out with someone and they're pulling the wool over your eyes. It's just, it's, it can be that, or it can be this dynamic, incredible, beautiful, uh, synchronization of love and beauty and, and higher realms. So it's all very, very interesting. When Venus and Neptune get together, I also advise to pay attention. Again, pay attention. So we're paying attention Wednesday and Thursday. Pay attention. And Venus is revving up on Wednesday to square Neptune. So pay attention. Be alert. Because there are times when people um, look at relationships and think something's possible and it's not or someone is not who you think they are that is a very venus neptune thing you know anybody you might meet that day those days just think twice think twice think twice before giving your heart so that's that's a something as well um venus is going to uh, then entangle itself with Pluto on Friday the 15th, which is an inconjunct, and that's a little bit of a, an adjustment aspect. It could be a little bit of a needling aspect, but it's still Venus and Pluto. So Venus and Pluto, right after Venus and Neptune, there's some hot Venus stuff going on this week, and I would suggest paying close attention to it. Um, you know, there's, Venus is going to try and Saturn on Wednesday, square Neptune on Thursday, and inconjunct Pluto on Friday. Venus is busy this week. Mercury's busy. Venus is busy. Mercury is ruler of the sign Venus is in, in is in in Gemini. So we are looking at a lot of information around relationships. Information, Mercury, Gemini. Um, Mercury's in Cancer. So, you know, if Venus is referring to Mercury, there is gentleness, compassion, um, empathy, uh, sensitivity, graciousness from cancer okay so think of that and think of you know what is venus what are your relationships telling you this week especially the latter part of the week from the midweek to the end of the week what's going on in your relationships what are your relationships telling you very interesting and then venus will go into cancer on sunday the 17th at 9 32 p.m eastern time so the next time we meet venus will be leaving gemini and going into cancer and joining mercury and the sun there and it's going to be an interesting dynamic um with venus in so many relationships this week venus talking to the other planets this week and you know Saturn and a couple of outer planets. And so we look at this and we say, okay, you know, what is it? Thankfully, it's a smooth thing with Saturn. And then it's, you know, it's uh, interesting with Pluto and a little, a little suspect with Neptune. So we, we are asked to pay close attention to our interactions with people. Okay. Okay. That's part of it. Now, Mercury, Mercury and the sun are going to conjunct and that's not, today that's um actually next saturday the 16th and they are going uh 3 38 p.m eastern time and 
um, that is going to be, uh, you know, it's it happens every so often during a year, you know, Mercury and the sun. And Mercury's not going retrograde soon. So it's a, it's a very clear conjunction between sun and Mercury. Mercury is combust because it will be very close to the sun. They are in the sign of cancer. And uh, they are moving very, very closely together, but Mercury will pull ahead of the sun and it'll go into Leo before the sun gets into Leo. Okay. And that's not until next week's podcast, but so communication, you know, Mercury's busy this week. Venus is busy this week. Lots of communication, lots of interesting dialogue, lots of enlightenment. You know, I think sometimes when we have these Mercury sun aspects, we can become enlightened as to, um, what information may need to come our way. Also, you know, Mercury's combust, there's could be a very a hot communication, you know, like something that's a little heated. And I don't mean spicy, sexy, I mean like heated, annoyed. You know, Mercury's Mercury's itchy. Mercury like is like fiddles with its, you know, shirt and it's fiddles with its hair and you know, Mercury's like edgy and itchy and is busy. Always has to be busy, but it might be a little a little sticky conversation. So um interesting, interesting dynamics. Um, so we've got a lot of, a lot of activity this week and, um, you know, Mercury square and Chiron can be about, you know, you know, Mercury's in cancer and it could be talking through our, talking through our wounds, connecting with wounds and feeling them and sort of being able to express them maybe verbally. So, Big, big week for Mercury and Venus. Lots of activity. Um, and then we have the sun trining Neptune next Sunday, which is a very pleasant aspect. With the sun in Cancer, it greets Neptune in Pisces, and that is very lovely. Um, and that's when we're going to have Venus go into Cancer later that day. Um, great. And then there's our friend Uranus. And today the sun is sextiling Uranus. So like I said, where's Uranus? 18. That means, you know, there's no guess. When you see something, like I said, Mercury is going to be sextiling Uranus. Yes. On Wednesday, it'll be doing that. That means Mercury's at 18. That means the sun is at 18 today. (laughs) Like I said before, the sun is sextiling Uranus. And, um, one of the things about Uranus being at this place for so long is that outer planets touch our charts in a very deep manner. And they stay in places for a long time to show us something, to give us a lesson, to bring awareness to us. And because Uranus is staying in one place, it's a very intense feeling. We're sort of in suspension in this one dynamic for all these months from now until October. And it's giving us a, um, sort of a zoomed in view of something in our lives. Something that is, we're, we're zooming in on one area. And that's how a, a retrograde with an outer planet is experienced. When it stays someplace for a long time, there's layers and layers and dynamics and dynamics that we are not entirely um, aware of until we pass through all of it. So there's layers of something. Now, if you, like I said last week, if you have planets at 18 fixed, 
Scorpio, Taurus, Aquarius, Leo, you're going to feel this. Most of us are going to feel this because it's hanging in the air. It's, it's a long, extended experience of something. So I have a story. <laughs> <laughs> and if you if you are faint of heart, perhaps you want to turn the podcast off now and just come back next week. But this is this is the story. Um, so you know, remember, Uranus and the North Node are very close together. Yesterday, the Moon was in Scorpio. The day before, the Moon was in Scorpio. Scorpio was coming. The Moon was coming over the Scorpio South Node. Scorpio was the place we were paying attention to because the Moon was going to oppose Uranus which is, could be surprises, right? The moon at the south node. Um, this is going to happen a number of times. You know, as the moon goes through the cycles, it's going to, you know, eventually the moon will go into Aquarius and square the nodes and Uranus, and then it'll go into Taurus and it'll conjunct, it'll conjunct the Uranus at the north node, then it'll go into Leo, then, it'll, you know, and it'll go around the fixed signs every week or so. So each week, the moon will touch a fixed sign at one point during the week and eventually, at some point, hit Taurus and conjunct Uranus and the North Node. Now, these, this point, this, this point of the South Node, North Node, is interesting with Uranus at the North Node as the moon travels through the zodiac in a month. We're going to have this several times, a bunch of times. Well, yesterday, um, as the moon got to... 20 degrees Scorpio where the south node is and then it's still opposing Uranus at 18 degrees of Taurus um I got a surprise <laughs> I got other surprise I got some really good surprises yesterday if you saw my Instagram you saw I got some really good surprises but I got a scorpionic surprise too um <laughs> I knew something wasn't right in the living room and you know I, whatever you know it there's I've got a, a garden and, you know, there's always aromas from the garden and there's a river here. So, you know, there's sometimes the river is not always, it's maybe a little pungent, but things were pungent in the living room, let's say, okay? And I looked around the sofa and when I lifted a cushion, I found a dead snake. <laughs> That's right. There was a dead snake in my living room under a cushion in the sofa yesterday as the moon crossed the south node and opposed Uranus. That was a surprise. That was a scorpionic surprise. So <laughs> I was not, I was laughing and like screaming at the same time. I saw it and I went, ah, and of course, and I ran out and got, uh, got help. And it was funny because we were calling the guard. I got my landlady and we were calling the guard and to come and take the snake away. But instead, her 28-year-old granddaughter, Amira, came out and she said, I'm going to, I'll take care of it. Don't worry, I'll, I'll handle it. And she just came over and just scooped the thing up. I didn't even watch, you know, she put it in a, put it in the bag that I got for her, the garbage bag. And we got rid of it. Um, but I, I mean, talk about surprises and talk about Scorpio. So this is not everybody was going to have this. <laughs> Scorpio's in my fourth house, which is the house of your home, right? So this is where I got the surprise in my home, <laughs> in, the, in the living room. <laughs> hey, man, it's Costa Rica, right? And that's what Amira said. She's like, hey, it's Costa Rica. So yeah, this was a Costa Rican surprise. Um, so... You know, I'm hoping that as the moon, as I mentioned before, passes through all of the signs in 
the course of a, the next few months as it passes through Scorpio and opposes Uranus and Taurus and hits the south node, I really hope the moon does not continue to bring me these presents in my couch um, or in my house, right? So I got I to gotta make sure... Um, you know, I don't even know how that thing got in. My cat could have killed it um, and dragged it in or something. And it, it, those things hide. Snakes hide. Um, so they, they love hidden dark places. And that's a Scorpio thing. Hidden dark places is a Scorpio thing. So hidden dark places in your house, in, you know, my fourth house and stuff, that's very Scorpio. And so there you go. So I got this uh, nasty surprise. Um... I can laugh about it today. Yesterday, it was like really disgusting. Of course, first thing tomorrow, Monday morning, I am calling the guy that deep cleans furniture and he's going to come and take care of the couch. And um, yeah, so, and this is the couch, you, this is the cushion you sit on. It's not like a pillow on the back of the couch. This is the cushion you sit on. So um, yeah, it was not a poisonous snake. I think it was one of the little garden snakes. It was very small or as, they, as Amira said, chiquititos. Chiquititos is a little tiny thing, but she said it was small and it was small when I saw it. But still, you don't want anything like that in your house. I don't think it was poisonous. Um, it was just disgusting. That's all. So that was, that was a scorpionic surprise. <laughs> I hope that your surprises, if you had them, were better than mine. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was, that was, this is a real, and the reason I'm telling this story, and I thought, should I tell this story? Maybe I shouldn't tell the story, but it's a really good example of the moon at the south node in Scorpio, opposite Uranus, and this is, this is it, man. This is like the fourth house, but okay, let's end this on a nice note. I got gifts from my shaman and his wife I brought her into third level Reiki uh you know fifth dimension Reiki and she sent me gifts she sent me a malachite pyramid which is really beautiful excellent condition beautiful pyramid and this selenite heart with angel wings on it carved into it and that was a really beautiful really beautiful thank you even though she paid for the sessions but she gave me these beautiful gifts and um I was just so surprised. And then I had ordered a crystal from Rising Spirit Crystals. Go see them on, on Instagram. They're beautiful, beautiful. And they have uh, live, sh uh, live show, live sales, usually Friday evenings. Um, so Rising Spirit Crystals, Rising Spirit Crystal Collective. And I bought this beautiful pink amethyst. And she sent me a, a lovely note with a sprig of lavender and a bracelet, a, a mala bracelet. And I don't know what stone it is. It looks like it could also be pink amethyst, but it was, it was really beautiful. I, I, that was a surprise. I didn't order a bracelet. She gave me a bracelet. So I got all these beautiful gifts of crystals yesterday. So that was really nice. And, um, Oh, and I was at this place the day before. If you saw my Instagram, Raw Botanicals, which this woman here has a, this uh, product, these products, uh, skin products, and she gave me a bunch of samples on Friday. So I got lots of good surprises in lieu of the bad surprise that I got yesterday morning at 10.30 a.m. And, yeah, it was like the moon was almost exactly at the south node. So disgusting. Um, anyway, I'm going to think about this symbolism and... Um, try to understand what that is it could be the ending of something you know something's dead it's usually the ending of something um but snakes are very powerful medicine so we'll see what it is but i did get beautiful gifts i did get beautiful surprises so that's that's um and then you know um with the sun sextiling uranus today that that was an added uh zap to that aspect an added zap to uranus so that's more energy 
in that direction. So maybe surprises won't be as surprising in the next months when we get um, to the moon passing through that whole zone, okay? And that is about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, as if that's not enough. So look for Mercury and Venus this week. Pay lots of attention to that. Um, and, you know, look out for those crazy surprises. And uh, and here we are. We're, we're at the end of another lovely week, beginning of a new week, and a lovely podcast. So thank you all for listening. Um, be blessed. Be happy. Much gratitude to all of you. And I thank you, thank you so much for listening and hearing my crazy story. Thank you, one and all gratitude.